Well, welcome everybody to the September Youth Pastors Roundtable podcast. This is episode 23. We're so excited you've joined us today. I know many of you guys are driving in your cars, sitting at Starbucks, uh, just getting ready for the week. And so we're excited that you've taken some time to join us. Uh, I'm Ryan Latham, your host, and I'm, and again, just so thankful for you to, to be listening to us. Really excited about today's conversation. It's different than what we've been doing in, in the past. We've got, uh, man, about five different speakers today that uh, all are connected, and I'm really excited to get to the call. A couple of announcements for you. Uh, Victory School of Leadership, we are booking for our preview day coming up November 1st. That's November 1st, 2017. If you've got juniors, seniors, or maybe someone who just recently graduated high school and looking for an opportunity to learn how to do ministry, get their college education, we'd love to talk with them. They can go to our website, which is www.joinvsl.com, or they can text the word PREVIEW to 51555, and uh, they'll get more information there. We'd love to have them. It's just a one-day preview. They can come out hang out with us, meet the staff, meet the students, and just kind of see if this might be an opportunity for them to um, learn ministry, get education, and grow closer to God. Also, you guys all know that uh, finding that right church is really hard at times, and or when you're a church looking for the right youth pastor, or kids pastor, whatever it might be, it's kind of hard to find them at times. It's just that fit. Um, you know, the, the job description, the resumes all tend to kind of look the same. So what's the difference? It's the fit. It's that fit. And so if you guys are looking for a transition or maybe you're in transition, I'd encourage you guys to check out Slingshot Group. They will help you guys find the right youth pastor, right kids pastor, whatever it might be. Or if you yourself are in transition, they'll help you find the right church for you that just fits you. Also, we've got some specials that are on our website YPRoundtable.com. We've got discounts on youth ministry training from Kevin Moore. We've got discounts for missions trips with the city center here in Oklahoma City. Love you to check that out. Also, keep praying for uh, Florida. Keep praying for Houston. We've got uh, previous uh, podcast speakers there. Uh, just our speaker last week or last month, Abe. Uh, you know, is in the midst of it right now in Florida. And so just keep praying for them, supporting them and, and all that they're doing. And so uh, our prayers are going out to you guys uh, as you guys are recovering. Well, today we're going to be talking about legacy ministry. And uh, so many times in youth ministry, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, uh, it's kind of consuming. And it's easy to get stuck in the day-to-day. It's easy to kind of just get focused in on the next sermon or the next event. And it's hard to kind of have this long-term approach of 5, 10, 15 years at times when you're just so focused on what's coming up next. Well, today we've got a group of uh, youth pastors, children's pastors, and so that are all intertwined, all connected, and have been for many, many years. And uh, we're going to get to talk with them about that journey, what that looked like, that mindset of not just being focused on the next sermon, but what does it look like to really invest and raise up a generation of people that are going to take over ministry, leadership, and uh, doing a great job. And so I'm excited to uh, talk to these guys today. Uh, it's a rowdy group, and uh, I'm excited to get to unmute them and get them going. Uh, but I want to give a little bit of backstory to this. And so in 2005, I was a youth pastor in San Diego, California, and I joined a, a mentoring group with Jeannie Mayo called the Cadre. And uh, there I flew out in 2005 to uh, our first gathering, and there I met um, two two guys, Jamie and Aaron, who were just uh, kind of icons in youth ministry at the time, and they were just doing a great job. Jamie was doing high school, Aaron was doing uh, junior high. Um, as you can imagine, Aaron was the wild, squirrely one, and uh, Jamie was the one that had it all control. And, um, you know, I, I was there, and I just saw them, and I was like, man, those guys are killing it. They're doing a great job. Man, someday I'd like to be like those guys. Uh, and then there, there was one of their, their students that was interning with, with Jeannie named Heath. And I was going, man, these guys are raising up leaders. These guys are doing a great job. And 2011, uh, I moved my family out here to Oklahoma to start uh, Victory School of Leadership. 
And uh, I used those connections. And uh, at the time, uh, Jamie and Aaron were out at a church. Jamie was uh, senior pastoring. Aaron was youth pastoring. And Heath had taken over that youth ministry that he had been at, um, his hometown youth ministry where he grew up and was mentored by these two guys. And now he was the youth pastor. And so uh, I, I began to just connect with these guys again, grow a deeper friendship with, with all of them, and that was just great. And then a few years later, uh, Heath began to uh, send some of his students to Victory School of Leadership. First we had Cameron uh, came in, and uh, shortly after, Abdiel and Philip came in. And uh, now these guys have graduated our program, and they're in full-time ministry now. And so just this great legacy of a man that said, you know, youth ministry is not just about the next sermon today or next week, but it's about investing deeply into people's lives. And so we want to dive in. We want to kind of pick their brain a little bit and see what that looked like, how, what that uh, is still looking like today. And so, Jamie, why don't you st- uh, start us off, man. Introduce yourself. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah, Jamie Austin. I am uh, uh, senior pastor at Woodlake. Uh, church here in Tulsa, which is ironically my home church, born and raised, and uh, came back in 2009 from, uh, was it, had been at Lawton for uh, about a decade uh, down there as a youth pastor and young adults and whatever else, and and uh, now I backslid and became a senior pastor. So uh, here I am. Uh, so I get to watch all these guys uh, as they're growing in ministry and, and be jealous of them because they still get to do something that I'm, I still love. And that's a student ministry. So that's awesome. And I mean, Jamie, just so awesome to have you on here. And I know as we were preparing for the call, I just said, man, you've got to just sit back and just feel a little bit proud about the depth of leadership, the depth of legacy that's on this call right now. And so now, I just personally want to thank you for uh, the investment that you've made in my life, uh, just inspiring me, encouraging me over the years. And so now, I, I just hope that you do feel uh, pretty proud, man. And, and I definitely think you'd backslid when you went into leader, uh, senior leadership, man. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, when we were with Jeannie in the cadre, you know, she, she, uh, she's pretty – pretty blunt about senior pastoring and I'll be honest with you when I started the cadre I was kind of of that mentality I'm like there is no way I'm ever going to be a senior pastor you know youth ministry is where it's at I can I can take you to uh, I was actually interning at a church when I was in Bible school and part of that intern process was not only working with the student ministry but I was the lawn boy as well I was mowing and I was telling a group of youth pastors the other day I can remember the parking island I was mowing when it suddenly dawned on me that I could get paid to do youth ministry because I loved it so much I would have done it for free. Uh, but, but the truth is it's the greatest calling, um, and as far as ministry is concerned, it, it's the most, most fun. I, I'll be honest with you, there were very hard times as a youth pastor. I enjoyed every minute of it. I told somebody the other day, they said, what's the difference between senior pastoring and youth pastoring. I said, senior pastoring is work. It is work. But uh, love these guys that are on this call with me. Uh, I can just tell you, they, they, are, they are phenomenal. And at 41, I learn from them all the time. I've had the opportunity to speak uh, for Heath and Cameron, and every time I've gone there, I've just sat back in utter amazement at what God is doing in the lives of these guys. And, and uh, I'm glad I didn't, didn't mess, mess them up too bad. <laughs> you did something right, man. So Heath, jump on the line, man. Introduce yourself. Yep. Where are you at? What are you doing? Heath Corrales. Uh, I'm the youth pastor in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, Lawton is my uh, my hometown. I've been here as the youth pastor uh, just be a decade this July, this past July. And so, uh, you know, it's just been kind of a, a whirlwind of excitement. Uh, we're having a really great time here. Uh, you know, just a little backstory to me. Jamie was my youth pastor. Uh, you know, I didn't get saved until I was about 18 or 19 years old at a at the Turner Falls Youth Camp. And, you know, the only way to say it is God radically transformed my life. And, you know, since then, um, there were some definitely trying times for sure. But, you know, I just kind of stayed in Jamie's back pocket. And, you know, he invested in me, uh, raised me up. And then, you know, one day I decided that I needed to get out of Lawton. And that's when I went to Atlanta. And 
uh, took advantage of the opportunity to learn underneath Jeannie Mayo and a lot of other great leaders that she has out there. And then also just building a relationship with all the guys in the cadre as well and creating that network. And so, yeah, man, it's just been a, a whirlwind of excitement. It's just been cool to see, you know, these three guys that came up through this youth ministry just doing phenomenal things right now. And, uh, again, it's just uh, to say it's an honor uh, is just not really the right word, but it's a, it's a little overwhelming at times. At the same time, you same time you just look at it and you go, "Hey, praise God that He used somebody like me," and now I'm seeing the the fruit of that, and I know we're going to continue to see the fruit of that through these other guys as as time goes on. Yeah, I think it's just so cool how both you and Jamie have have said, you know, I grew up in a church went off, did some other things, but now, you know, Jamie's is lead pastor in the church he grew up in, and now you're youth pastor at the church that you grew up in. I just think it's so cool, you know, as we're talking about this whole idea of legacy, one thing that just keeps coming up in my, my head is just this idea of longevity, and that legacy ministry doesn't really happen when you're floating around to uh, churches every 12, 16 months, you know, but it's these long longevity, it's, it's, it's commitment, the deep roots, all that kind of stuff. So, um, Matt Heath, just just uh, appreciate your friendship over these years, and I'm um, just excited to, uh, just so thankful for your investment in these guys and in me, and so uh, thanks for being on the call. Absolutely. Cameron, you're up, man. Introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and how you fit into the story. Yes, sir. <clears throat> My name is Cameron Halbrook. I am the youth pastor at Victory Church in Edmond. And uh, I grew up at Lawton First Assembly. When I came into Lawton, uh, it was at the tail end of Jamie Austin being the youth pastor, and he was uh, in the middle of passing it off to uh, Heath Corrales. So I got uh, I got a little bit of the best of both worlds. I got to experience some leadership from Jamie and uh, some leadership from Heath. And after that, I graduated and went to uh, VSL, graduated that program, and uh, got the honor of becoming a youth pastor at this amazing church. Um, and so, man, everything that I've, I've done here, everything that I've, I've learned um, being a youth pastor is all because of how messed up I got uh, being in Lawton. So it's just cool to be on this call and uh, see some of the, the mentors that I look up to and be on the same call as them and uh, get to pour into some of the guys that are going to be next on this call. But <clears throat> that's kind of my story. I fit into the story because of the two guys that came before me and saw something in me and poured into that. And now I get to, now I get to be in the ministry that they kind of developed in me. So happy to be on this call. Yeah, Cameron, you've got an interesting part of this story because uh, you were mentored by uh, Jamie and by Heath, and then you were peers with Abdiel and Philip. And then you come into VSL, we were interning, and shortly after, these two come into the program, and now you're mentoring them, and they're learning from you, working with you in the internship program and your youth ministry as you're on staff. And so really interesting story. You're kind of the in-between person uh, of, of a lot of this legacy and a lot of this transitioning mindset. And so definitely want to pick your brain on how you did all that, how that that uh, played out in your own life. And so, Abdul, why don't we jump over to you, man, to introduce yourself. Uh, who are you? What are you doing? How you fit into the story? Yeah. Am I unmuted? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, like Brian was saying, my name is Abdiel Pagan. Um, originally from Lawton, so I came up uh, in the student ministry over, over with Heath. Heath was my, my youth pastor. Right now, I have the honor and the privilege of being the student ministry pastor at People's Church in Fresno, California. So all these guys are still in Oklahoma. I've ventured out to the, to the West Coast, uh, and that's where me and my wife are right now. And, uh, yeah, I was, so I, I was uh, one of Heath's students and um, grew up with, uh, I've, I've known Philip. Uh, we've known each other since grade school. Um, was friends with with Cameron, you know, through through high school, and then um, got the opportunity to work and, and intern underneath Cameron and get poured uh, into by by him. Um, also, we were roommates for a little bit too, so that that was cool. And I was roommates with Philip too, so uh, you know, it just it just all works works out that way. So, but 
Uh, no, it's it's an honor to to be on this call, and uh, and I'm excited for for this conversation. So, yeah, and so you you actually interned uh, a little bit with Cameron during your time at VSL, and so uh, making that that transition, you know, we'll we'll want to dive into that a little bit and just kind of see what that was like for you and and uh, how you made that that switch from okay, this is my peer, but he's also my mentor. Uh, and that kind of stuff. So we we'll want to dive in that for sure. So, Phil, why don't you jump in? Uh, tell us a little about, about uh, how you fit in the story and what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Philip Pine. I am the uh, children's pastor here at Victory Church in Edmond. I get the uh, the privilege of serving alongside with my wife. We get, both get to do uh, full-time ministry together. And uh, I also came up through... Um, Heath's ministry. I got to see a little bit of Jamie, not much, but I did get to see uh, tons of Heath. <laughs> and uh, Cameron and Abdiel were in the youth ministry at the same time I was. Cameron moved on to VSL, and me and Abdiel kind of tagged along in his footsteps, followed him up here, and uh, we got to serve under his leadership a little bit in his youth ministry. And man, these guys have all impacted my life pretty significantly, and it's, uh, it's an honor to get to. Uh, even be on the same call as them. So, awesome, Philip. You're just doing a great job. Uh, just was, you know, watching you guys last night, even, and just doing a great job. So, really appreciate you being on the call. So, uh, Philip, we're gonna we're gonna stay with you. We're gonna we're gonna jump in. First question with you. And so, you know, Philip, you're you're 21. You're uh, you know been recently married and recently joined full time ministry. So when you look back at the history. You know, like you said, Abdiel, you guys were peers. Cameron it was just one little, you know, one step ahead of you. Uh, Heath had been your youth pastor. And then, uh, you know, Jamie had laid such a great foundation there at Lawton. When you look back at all of that, what was that impact for you? And how do you feel like that prepared you for what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so I've been, uh, I will have been in this position for a year this Sunday, and I've been married for about two years, and uh, it's one of those things you don't you don't realize uh, <laughs> how you got here. You don't realize how you how you got this success until you stop and you you look back at it. And uh, we've all we've all heard before the famous saying, "Show me your friends, I'll show you your future." Uh, you know that Proverbs thirteen twenty mentality. It's just one of those things where. Uh, but having Heath and Jamie to look up to and having Abdiel being my best friend for the past four or five years, getting to uh, do ministry alongside him, and now having Cameron helping to lead me one step ahead of me. Um, you know, he's been through some stuff that I'm going through now, and uh, he gets to kind of show me the ropes. Uh, it's It's been crazy. It's been great. It's been, um, it's been such an honor to uh, – get to serve right alongside these guys. I know they're all uh, just a phone call away. Cameron's one office away from me. Um, and just having their knowledge to tap into. Um, you know, I know that I could call Heath with any any question um, about ministry, and he's probably seen it before, and, and Jamie as well. And uh, getting to talk to Abdiel and realize that we're going through some of the same things right now in our ministry Um it's just crazy how uh, how much the people you surround yourself with really do make an impact on you and, and your success. Yeah, so good. And I know that, that you know you you've been roommates with Abdiel, and you're you know you're now working at the same staffs in church as Cameron, and so involved with this this story. And so, man, thank you so much for 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 that. So Abdiel. Kind of the same question, uh, you know. You're you're 21, recently married, moved to the West Coast, um, and you you know you grew up. Philip is is your peer. You guys are interning together. Cameron, like I said, you guys were peers, and and now you're interning, and now he's he's your mentor, and he's he's shown you kind of the first steps of youth ministry, and then you've got Heath still still youth pastoring in Lawton, and Jamie, you know, is lead pastoring, he's there, and still involved, and so what was their impact like, uh, and how, how do you feel like it prepared you for what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, man, uh, Philip brought up a, a great, great perspective on how 
you know, you kind of look back and, and you don't really realize how it is that you, you ended up, you know, where you are and, man, how the people that you surround yourself with is, uh, you know, is, is huge. And, um, you know, to be honest, you know, a lot of that is just, you know, who, who, who God just brings into your life, you know, as well. You know, looking back, I don't remember, you know, moments where, you know, I, I specifically defined, okay, you know, like, I want Philip, you know, as, as my, you know, best friend, and I want Cameron as, you know, my friend, and he's also going to, like, mentor me, and I want Heath, like, as me, like, no, just, that's just kind of the plan that God had in line, and so looking back, it truly is, um, you know, humbling, and um, so, so, yeah, that was a great perspective, but, um, you know, I, one thing that I, that, that has really just impacted me is just, you know, especially with, with Heath, um, you know, looking, looking at him, and, you know, he's been the student, student ministry pastor over at Lawton First Assembly for for a decade now and, and just this idea of long longevity and you know you can't start a conversation about you know legacy if there's no you know longevity and, and consistency and so it's just it just challenges me you know every every time you know you know it, with with regards to where I am now every time I, I look back or, or look into you know where I am now and um and maybe there's there's times where where I I feel like you know discouraged or oh man like maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be you know I look back at you know the example that my youth pastor said and you know he he's still going strong you know what I mean and 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 so um, you know it's just, it just challenges me in that way every day um, you know that 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 it's about longevity and and consistency and um, man and 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 so uh, that's kind of how that that you know just impacted me. Um, but man, it's, I just, if I can just echo Philip again, dude, it's, it's all about just who, who you surround yourself with, um, you know, both intentionally and, and who you allow God to bring into, into your life. Um, and, and so, so yeah, that's a little bit about how it's kind of impacted me and prepared me for where I am now. That's great. That's great. Uh, Cameron, let's jump over to you. So, you know, you're 23, you've been married for a couple of years now and been doing ministry for three, three years. And when you look back at this history, you're coming in the tail end uh, of Jamie's uh, time there in Lawton and the beginning of Heath's time there. You're kind of in there during this transition and you're interning and you're, you're peers. And now all of a sudden you're asked to uh, lead these guys as you're kind of figuring out youth ministry yourself you're asked to not only figure it out yourself, but also teach these guys how to do it. So, yeah, yeah. How, when you look back at Heath and Jamie's involvement in all of this, what, what impact do they have on you and how you feel like that's prepared you? Yeah, man, I, uh, I got to echo kind of what Abdiel said about longevity. Uh, the thing that kind of struck me is at the beginning of this call, you know, we're all introducing ourselves and talking about, what we've been doing and you hear Jamie say that he was the youth pastor or he was at LFA for 10 years. Then you hear Heath say that he's been there for 10 years and uh, I've been here at victory for uh, three or four years. I think I'm actually going on five. And um, I, I really, I heard a staggering statistic the other day, which of course all 99% of statistics are made up on the spot. So this could be true or not true. Uh, but it was something along the lines of the, the general, um, lifespan of a youth pastor at a church is somewhere between three and six months. And um, I don't say that to, to brag about the fact that I've been here for five years, because I think the only reason why I've been here for five years is because the youth pastors before me were there for that much longer than me. And so that's not even because of the way that they lived their ministry life, leaving a church so soon is not even in my DNA because of the example that they set. Um, so I, I just think that's a really cool point to bring up. One of the b main things that I think Jamie and Heath did that impacted me so much is um, the consistency of knowing who I was going to be hanging around when I hung around them. Every time I was around Jamie, every time I was around Heath, I knew for a fact that I was going to be encouraged. I was going to be um, motivated 
And I was, I always got the same Heath. I always got the same Jamie, even if they could have probably had a, a terrible day before I got there. But when I got there, man, they put on a, a, a leadership mentality and took the time to, to pour into me. And, uh, because of that consistency, um, man, that's something that I strive for every single day. And I think that's one of the things that helped me when it came to mentoring uh, Abdiel and Philip was knowing that as long as I'm consistent, as long as I'm showing up every day doing, you know, what God's calling me to do, there's some sort of legacy that comes with consistency. And uh, so that was my goal was every day to show up and, and be consistent because of Jamie and Heath's consistency uh, in my life. And I think when it comes to kind of the shift of, of having Abdiel and Philip at first be peers with me when we were growing up in youth ministry, just being knuckleheads as we were, and then all of a sudden shifting to uh, having to somehow lead these guys, I think the biggest thing that helped me with that was not being um, insecure in my leadership to the point to where it caused me to stifle their leadership. Um, Cause something that I struggled with was these guys are close to the same age as me. And in a lot of ways, more talented than me, more influential than me. And so I think one of my natural tendencies could have been to um, kind of suppress their leadership and keep them from, you know, impacting my ministry and impacting my students because of my own insecurity of thinking, you know, they could, the students could like them more than me. They could see more potential in them than me. Um, and I, I knew because of, because of my um, past experience with Heath and Jamie that that was not something that I was supposed to do. But it scared me a little bit because of the potential of them, you know, taking off or being more powerful in ministry than me. And so, but looking back, I'm so thankful that I didn't because these guys imparted their own legacy into my students that I'm now getting to reap the benefit of. You know, Abdiel poured so much into some of my high school guys, and they're the ones that have created, um, you know, this this atmosphere in the ministry that I have today. Um, and it's because I I allowed Abdiel to to pour into them. And so, and same thing with Philip, man. I, there's there's still times that I hear people tell stories of when Philip was interning in our ministry. And so, I think, man, if you've got somebody that you are mentoring and they're really close to you know, the same area of life that you're in, I think the worst thing that you can do is let that insecurity rise up in you to where you don't allow them to um, put their leadership into your ministry. Uh, I think the best thing I did was honestly just kind of taking my hands off of that and letting them run with the influence and the potential that God had put inside them. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And that's, it's really hard to do. Uh, and I'm sure that many people struggle with that and uh, are, are kind of wondering, you know, man, if I let them have that much influence, then maybe the church will think that they're better than me and, and they'll, they'll ask them to be a youth pastor or whatever. And so, um, he, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, your involvement in, in this story. And so, man, I know you are, are coming up. You're in the youth ministry, watching a highly successful youth ministry, highly influential youth ministry, uh, you go off to ministry training, and then you come back, and, and you're asked to, to take over. Man, what, what was that like, and how do you feel like uh, Jamie and, and Aaron prepared you for all of this, and what, what was their involvement, and how, how that helped you uh, be so su- successful now? Well, man, you know, just to be completely honest, you know, it was one of those things. Uh, as soon as, you know, Jamie went on to go uh, do senior pastoring, uh, there's a lot of insecurities that I that I, uh, I fought with, you know, especially the the whole deal of, like, you know, you're, you're taking over a youth ministry of a guy who just was so successful. And, you know, that a lot of times you feel like those are, are, are big, big shoes to fill. And, you know, it was just one of those things I just, I, I just jumped right in and, I did it, you know, and I think the two things that really just kind of helped me go along, and one of those things we're going to talk about a little more in depth later on is, is the longevity. Uh, that's a word we've been using a lot today, and I hope we're beginning to see a trend here that that's probably one of the most important things in youth ministry is longevity. But I'll unpack that here in just a little while. But uh, the other thing is, just like with Jamie, 
another big lesson from him was like you know in ministry next to Jesus the only thing you have is your character and your integrity so uh, do everything you can uh, to protect it and so you know I guess the way you add practicum in that is just really you live it every day and you try to make the right decision every single day. And, you know, guys like Abdiel and Cameron and Philip, I'll be honest, they they made it look like a lot like I really knew what I was doing when it came to youth ministry. And they were really good at doing that. But they were just great young men that just had, you know, so much potential. And they, they allowed me to pour into them. But I, I think the one way that they they – took the thing to the next level, and the, and the way I helped pass that along to them uh, was, you know, I again, just living it and teaching them about ownership. You know, it wasn't rare that Abdiel, Philip, and Cameron uh, would, would ask for opportunities to do things. And I think you teach that ownership by giving them opportunities and, you know, and living life up close with them every single day. Uh, youth ministry is one of those things you've got to live life up close. And, you know, uh, Darren Heilman said this to me once, and it's, it's just stuck with me uh, for all my ministries. You know, I can impress you from a distance, but I'll impact you up close. And you, you simply just have to get into the lives of these students. You have to be a part of their lives. You have to get into the schools. You have to do things like that. You invite them into your home. And then when they ask for opportunities, you give them opportunities and you teach them ownership. Yes, I am the leader that God has entrusted to run this youth ministry, However, these are the students that are, are helping me run this youth ministry, and it's their youth ministry. And if they own it, then the students outside this youth ministry will own it as well. And so I think that's one thing that you know, Jamie and Aaron did very well is they gave me opportunity. Uh, I would ask for opportunity, they gave me opportunity. They taught me how to serve, which, again, I'll, I'll kind of talk about a little bit later on. I, that was probably one of the big things that was serving, uh, you know, we live in a world today uh, in where a lot of young ministry leaders, uh, they've kind of lost sight of that a little bit. But I can say for these guys right here, you know, I know that's a, a big part of their ministry. That's a big part of what they do is serve, and that's the most important thing. And so, you know, looking back uh, after all the time that I spent with Aaron and Jamie and, and being a part of that ministry and even having the opportunity to, to lead underneath Jamie as an associate youth pastor, uh, you know, it's that one thing, longevity, and then it was the character and the integrity. Do everything you can to protect it and live it and make sure that, you know, you're getting in the trenches with these kids. And I think that right there is what the things that really have kind of sustained me, not only with these guys, but just in youth ministry altogether, just those principles, those foundations that you could never really stray away from. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. Uh, and so... Man, I want to transition over to uh, Jamie, the, the kind of the pioneer of this whole whole thing. Um, you know, you highly successful youth pastor. Um, you know, doing great. Um, just really, really seeing God move great. And and at some point, you see this guy Heath, and uh, you know, you start pouring into him. So, man, what was that process like? And then sending him off to, you know, uh, Master's Commission and bringing him back and raising him all up. Man, what, what was that like? And, um, you know, how do you kind of balance, like, like Cameron's talked about and Heath's talked about, how do you balance, like, giving him some ownership um, but not, you know, making him do it your way and letting him have influence but not being intimidated by his, his involvement? So, man, take it away. You know, let me let me continue to just <laughs> repeat uh, what all these guys have already said. But longevity is just a non-negotiable if you ever want to see anything legacy. I think one of the greatest problems that I see with with and it's not just youth pastors; it's anybody. But but my history is youth ministry, so let me say this: you know, so many youth pastors don't even stay long enough to be remembered, and and so I think maybe sometimes instead of assuming it's, it's, it's time to jump, maybe we need to stop and say, you know, maybe it's time to reinvent. Maybe it's time to, to see what God's calling me to do. You know, as your ministry matures, um, you realize your, your spiritual DNA, your ministry DNA, and I don't know what that year mark is, but there's some point in time where you, you, you all of a sudden become comfortable in who you are, 
on what God has called you to. And for me, I'll just be honest with you, I hit a point, you know, man, our, our, our youth ministry there was successful, and I, I take no credit for it. I, I've often said it was the will of God, the timing of God, the people of God all intersected in, in just a very special time, and, and God brought people. And I hit a point that I found myself, um, I enjoyed, um, I, th- I think, I think John Maxwell calls it the be with factor. I loved to be with students. I loved to be with leaders. Um, you know, and at some point in time, you grow and you mature and you realize that, yeah, I may be the youth pastor, but my, not, my job is not just to minister to whatever student comes into my ministry, but now I have, as I'm growing and as I'm aging, as I have kids of my own and get married, now I can impact that student's mom or dad. I can impact that student's uh, classmates. Um, you realize that you, you just carry, uh, you carry more, you carry more weight. And I found value in watching other people step up and do great things for God. In fact, one of our core values here at our church is we say this, we want, we want believers to find their sweet spot. Uh, you know, I, I played I played baseball all growing up, and a baseball bat has on it what they call the sweet spot. If you'll hit the ball on that sweet spot, and, and that sweet spot is only about four inches in most cases, but if you'll hit it right there, the ball will go the farthest. It'll it'll go the hardest. And I believe every one of us have a spiritual sweet spot, a, a ministerial sweet spot. And I love, I absolutely love seeing students, and not just students, but adults. I mean, these guys will all tell you that how many, uh, I can go down the list of guys, you know, Jim Hall, Derek Baxter, I, I can go down the list of, uh, of your Christina Woodsons and, and, and Jan Landers and different ones that, who, were, who were adult leaders who just had unbelievable giftings uh, that, that compensated in areas where I was weak. When I started out at Lawton, I was single. Uh, Pastor Barnes, it's funny, and Heath will know what I'm talking about, it was kind of a joke. Pastor had interviewed, I think he told me at one time, some 50 youth pastors, and nobody was willing to go to Lawton, Oklahoma. And, and he had interviewed me, but I was single, so they were not real interested. So he finally came back to me and said, hey, would you come fill in for six months, and we'll just see where it goes. And, and I look back on that now, how crazy that was, <laughs> you know, just, just kind of uh, you know, rolling the dice and heading out to western Oklahoma. But when I got there, um, man, the group began to grow, but I'll just be quite honest with you. I was relying heavily on personality. Uh, I'm a natural kind of type A, take charge leader. I was relying on, on some of my natural giftings. And you hit a point that that can only take you so far. And I often joke, I had a bunch of moms in the youth ministry who came to me and who just um, were, were just totally acknowledging the fact that there were some areas in administration, there were some areas of just communicating with parents uh, that I just wasn't very good at. And they came to me and said, hey, you stink at this, you stink at this, you stink at this. And I had a choice in that moment. I could sit there and be insecure and get my feelings hurt and go write my dream journal, how everybody's mean to me. And, or I could embrace these adults who were recognizing weaknesses and ask for their help. And that's ultimately what happened. I embraced them, and they made me look like an absolute rock star. In fact, over the years, people would come to the youth ministry and say, hey, I want to learn from you. How would you do this? I'd say, well, go talk to this adult. Go talk to this parent. Go talk to this person. On top of that, you got all these young people, these students that God was bringing. And I'll just be honest with you, all of these guys, uh, Philip and Cameron and Abdiel and, and Heath, he didn't take – five minutes to recognize there was something special about them. Now, what's funny about this, and Heath, I'm going to pick on Heath for just a moment. When Heath got saved, you know, I always say this with people, um, you, you can be, you get saved, but you still be fixing. You know what I'm talking about? Um, and he had a lot of fixing, but even in all of Heath's uh, fixing, it was, it was comical at times, some of the, the things that he would go through and, and grow in. But it was just obvious from the beginning that there was something special about Heath. His ability to lead, his ability to connect. I have said this often about Heath. He's one of the most unbelievable shepherds um, I know. In fact, I'll say this, and I love, I love our youth pastors, and nobody 
be, uh, I don't have, nobody, this is not a surprise to anybody, but I, I've often said, I said, man, if I could have uh, youth pastors for, for my kid, I've, I've often told Heath this, I said, man, I, I would love for my kids to grow up in your youth ministry. Um, just proud of them. But Cameron, the same way, uh, Philip Abdiel. And, you know, you hit a point in ministry where the numbers just don't matter like they did when you were 19 and 20 and 21. The logo that you came up with that you think is the most cutting-edge thing doesn't just quite matter anymore, all the accolades. You hit a point where you say, I find more satisfaction seeing myself reproduced in people who are going to be better than I ever thought of being and all of these guys, I mean, I, I, in fact, Keith and Cameron, uh, Heath will tell you right now, I call him often just to say, hey, give me some wisdom on this. I've been, out of the, I've been out of the game for a long time, so talk to me about this, talk to me about that. I've gone down to see Cameron and his youth ministry. I literally pulled away that night. In fact, Cameron, I, I took Jim Hall, who, who uh, was one of our, uh, 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 our leaders there a lot, and he had gone with me to, uh, to, uh, when I spoke to your, your youth group. I drove away in tears thinking, wow, these guys are just unbelievable. But you do, you hit a point in ministry when, when legacy matters. It matters. Um, you want to know that long after you're gone, that, that something you did for the kingdom is lasting, and the only way it lasts is through the people you've invested in. Someone once told me, and I, I believe it was Jeannie Mayo, Ryan, that, that everything good in life, everything um, of substance will be found in the context of a relationship. And, you know, I, I tell you, even now as a senior pastor, I'm looking for those legacy things, those people that I can lock arms with, those people that, uh, that you know, in ministry, it's important to invest in enough people that you have a ministry family. I told our staff the other day, in fact, I told our kids pastor the other day, I said, I want you to have so many people, adults and students and people that you're investing in, that if you uh, wanted to split the church, you could. I want you to be that close to people. You find fulfillment through relationship, and as a result of relationship and investing in people, um, Jeannie Mayo said this, you've got to do ministry in such a way, you've got to be close enough to get hurt. And, and I'll tell you, ministry has been the most wonderfully painful experience in my life. Because for every, every Heath, every Cameron, every Abdiel, every Philip, there's probably another dozen that, that you wish would have done great things, not, not just in ministry, but in life. But the only way that you can see legacy happen is that you pour into people, you weather the potential to get hurt, and then, you know, at 41, I'll be honest with you, uh, I, senior pastor, and I'm doing it. God called me to do it. I, I'm, I love to see what God has done. But I tell you, right now, being on this phone call with these guys, uh, I, I just tell you, um, it just makes my heart swell. I, I'm so honored to have had just played a little part uh, in this. But looking at these guys, and we'll never know this side of heaven, the impact, the kingdom expansion, the soul's that were saved. And, and, you know, you factor another decade on each of these guys' ministries. How many young men and young women are going to be raised up in their ministries and, and sent out? I mean, that, that is legacy. So, again, I would just challenge anybody, stay long enough to be remembered and then do ministry in such a way where you are building relationship uh, uh, in, 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 in investing your DNA in, in people who will take it and go farther than you ever will. Yeah, that Jamie, just that's a, a handful of what you just said there, man. I and mean, that's just we could unpack that for the next couple hours. And so, uh, you know, you're talking about legacy, the importance of legacy. Um, you know, staying long enough to be remembered. And so he, I mean, you, you grew up in that. That's, that's what yeah. you saw. That's what you lived. So uh, unpack that for us, man. What, what was that legacy mentality that you saw? And now you're, you're doing it. You're living it. So, uh, you know, you were raised up by great leadership. You are a great leader. You've now raised up great leaders. And we've been talking about it. legacy is, is vital. So, so talk to us about that, this importance of legacy. Well, you know, like I said, it's been echoed all through here. And he, I think Jamie kind of hit it on the head when he said that longevity, legacy, it is a non-negotiable. 
You know, especially when it comes to leadership. Uh, leadership's one of those things. It's not about how you start, but it's always about how you finish. And, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I feel like I still got about a good five, maybe even ten years left in me when it comes to this youth ministry alone, uh, just because I love students so much and, and love seeing their lives transform. And I love seeing guys like Philip and Abdiel and Cameron just take it to the next leg of the race um, because Jamie said it too. They, they're doing so much better and doing far more than I could ever really imagine and just their creativity and the things that they're doing it's just you know you sit back and you're just proud and you just you're humbled at the same time because you you look at God and you say man I had a hand in that Lord thank you for using me uh, but again it's just it's it's about that legacy and it's about finishing the race and sometimes you know passing the baton doesn't necessarily look like what we normally think Passing the baton is not always, you know, getting somebody else to take over the, the ministry that you're in right now. Sometimes it's just teaching and really imparting what you've learned into these guys, and you see them live it out. And that's the thing. Legacy, longevity, it's one of those things. It, it, it's, it's caught. It's not taught. And the way you teach kids to catch that is you live it. Uh, I mean, you just don't talk about longevity. You just don't talk about legacy. You live it. And I've learned over the years is I'm always looking for that next guy. I'm always looking for somebody to invest in, uh, you know, because, you know, God places people in your life every single day. God puts those, those young people in your life, and you just look at them kind of like your, your Philip, your Abdiels, and your Camerons, and you look at them and you're like, okay, there's something different about this one. And I've always learned when you get that instinct, when, when the Holy Spirit quickens you like that, man, do everything you can to invest in those young people. Uh, again, because you know you have to invest in all your other students as well, but those are the ones, okay, you might take a little extra time with. You might take the time to say, hey, let's go grab a Coke. And I know that sounds so aged, but, you know, there have been a lot of Cokes that have been had with kids where we go to Sonic or now we go to Starbucks. But, and that's the thing. I'm not really sharing anything with them or, or saying anything to them that's like raising them up. I'm just getting to know them, and I'm taking the time to get into their life, seeing what they're into, and, and being a part of their life because – it's in moments like that where you're a part of a student's life like that, and then the next thing you know, you're getting a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning, or you're getting uh, a knock at your door saying, hey, I, I really feel like I need to be going into full-time ministry. What do I do? And, you know, we don't become youth pastors just to raise kids up to go into full-time youth ministry or to go time into full-time ministry, but we raise kids up to be who they – to be the best version of themselves that God has called them to be. And, you know – Philip, Abdiel, Cameron, that was a, a group of guys that, you know, that, those are the guys that really just nailed it when it came to youth ministry. But the class after them, you know, I had a, a lot of great young military officers, a lot of great kids who want to be doctors and lawyers, and they're doing amazing things for the glory of God right now and making an impact. And that's, that's what legacy is all about, you know, because they, they look back and they, they ask, when, when did the impact happen in your life? And they said, in my youth ministry. And again, I'm humbled by that, and I'm just, I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me why God would use me, because, you know, Jamie joked about it before. There, there were a lot of uh, rough edges that he had to knock off with me, and, you know, but I allowed him to rock, knock off those rough edges. I, I allowed other leaders in my life, the ones that he spoke about, those adults, to impart in me. And, you know, as the years go on, you know, I, I look at these guys, and I see the incredible things that they're doing. But it started, you know, with Aaron and Jamie, just those little moments like that, they lived out longevity. They lived out legacy, and they're still living it out to this day. And again, longevity, legacy, it's a non-negotiable. If the church is going to be a success, if, if ministry is going to be a success, those are things that we've got to focus on. They have to be non-negotiables. Yeah, so good. So, so good. So I want to go to uh, Abdiel right now, and, and you know, you, you, you've heard Jamie, you've heard Heath talk about longevity, you've talked about uh, this, and so you're a, you're a byproduct of their longevity. And so what were some things that you saw in Jamie, some things you saw in Heath that uh, have helped you be successful? And, and part of that, too, would be what advice would you give to these young, young youth pastors coming up uh, about the importance of longevity and import, the importance of investing in people. And so what are some things you saw, and what advice would you give to some young leaders? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, one of the things, one of the, there was lots of things, um, really a ton of stuff, man, that I just saw Heath and admired a ton and really wanted to, you know, model, you know, my life, you know, in a lot of ways, um, you know, after Heath and his influence on me. But, um, man, one of those things that have really stuck with me, um, man, I don't remember when when he said this to me or, you know, where we were or what occasion it was. Um, but one of the things that Heath um, said to me um, that that really just stuck with me and, and then I, I, I now take and, 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 and pour into my leaders with um, and share this with them and, and with my students. Uh, he said this, he said this to me one time, he said, he said, I'll always choose to be respected over being liked. He said, I always choose to be respected over being liked because when, if someone likes you, it's just, that's just as easy for them to walk all over you. But if they respect you, that's when they learn to love you. Uh, and man, that, that that rocked me and he he shared a story and I don't even know if he remembers telling me this or not but it's just something that you know that has stuck with me and um he shared the story of of kind of where where he kind of came to that um realization you know he 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 talked to me about a story where uh he maybe he was at a camp or a conference or something and uh you know they were horsing around in his room and one of the students told him uh this was maybe when you know he was real young in ministry one of the students told him um, you know, the only thing that makes you a leader, you know, here is just your age, you know, basically saying that you're, you're really no different than us. And so he shared that with me and, uh, man, that's just something that I've just ran with, um, man, I, I've ran with it and, and I've applied it just to my life and, and I've, and I've invested, you know, just that, um, that mentality into, into my leaders and, um, and it's something that I, that I believe has set me up, you know, for, for, um, you know, for, for whatever success that I've uh, attained, you know, up, up to this point, uh, man, just the, 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 the idea, uh, man, just to choose to be respected over, over being liked, um, man, because that's, when, that's when, when, when people begin to, to love you, love what you stand for, and, um, and, and, and respect you for, for who you are. Uh, and there's depth to that. There's, there's depth to respect. Um, and, and that's where, you know, again, back to, you know, we touched about this a little bit where, where relationships begin to, to build depth um, is when, when there's that respect there um, that, that, that leads to that genuine, you know, uh, relationship and, and love with, with the people that you're pouring into and with the people that you're investing into. Uh, and so, and, and, and the reason, you know, why, why I say this, because not only did, have, did he, you know, say this to me and, 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 and share this insight with me, but I saw him, man, I saw him live, live it out, man. Every, every single day. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was a, a student, uh, you know, junior high, early high school, and there'd be times where, uh, man, I just thought Heath was just, you know, was mean, man. Like he was just, uh, he was, just, I don't know, man. And then, and then, you know, as, as, you know, we, we began to, to, to get closer and closer and, uh, right. That, that respect, you know, that, that began to, um, began to form my respect for him. Began to form, and I, I, I truly and genuinely felt connected to him um, because he chose um, to be respected with me over over being liked. And so he modeled that not only to me, and I saw him model that, um, you know, with with in everything he did. Um, and 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 now, man, he I look up to Heath so much. I, I've always, you know, looked up to him and um, and valued his leadership and influence over my life. And so that's, you know, like I said, one of the many many things that I saw he, um, man, live out and, and, and influence me with. And, uh, man, just to answer the second part of your question, one advice that, uh, or a piece of advice that I would give to, to young leaders, you know, in this, in this, uh, conversation about, you know, leaving a legacy and longevity. And, um, man, what I would say is it's, it's, it's possible, you know, Cameron shared the statistic earlier, man, three to six months, um, is, is, you know, the average for, 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 for youth pastors or, or whatever it was, man, that's, that's insane. And so, you know, you hear that and you see so many, you know, uh, people in ministry, you know, live that very statistic. Um, and, and it can get pretty discouraging, man. But I, you know, with, with Jamie and then with Heath, I've, I've seen, I've seen, 
you know, the, the, the power and the, and the value of longevity. And, and I've seen how, how possible it is um, and how impactful it is and how, um, man, and, and how just it, it has just influenced and impacted me so much uh, to where, like, like Cameron was saying, man, I, it's, longevity is just in my DNA, man. You know, I, I only had one youth pastor growing up. That's it. Um, you know, I don't know anything else. I don't know um, any, any different than that. And so, uh, man, I would just say, man, it, it's possible. Um, and, um, and, 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 and just, and just go for it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, those are my, my, my two cents, um, you know, about, about that. So, so good. Cameron, let's jump over to you, um, and see how you would answer that same exact question. You know, you, you saw so many great leaders ahead of you. Um, what longevity, you know, what did you see in them? And what advice would you give to some young leaders coming up? Man, when it comes to the legacy mindset, I think, I think one of the best things that Jamie and Heath ever showed me, and I honestly, I think one of the biggest, let me say this, one of the, the bigger, we're talking about legacy here, and obviously to, to leave a legacy, you've got to have that longevity mentality. But I, I would say one of the, the quickest way to kill your legacy is, and this is something, man, this is something God's been dealing with me so much lately. One of the quickest killers of legacy is your pride. Um, I've heard this statement said to me so many times, and it always ticks me off more and more the, the, the more I hear it. And it's, what if the biggest thing you do is something you pass on to somebody who makes the big impact. So instead of, instead of you being the one that, you know, has the super successful youth ministry or you being the one that makes this massive difference in the world, what if the biggest thing you do is leave a legacy in someone that makes that big difference? Um, and up until about this year, man, that, that statement, I've always heard that statement and said, no, man, I want to be the one. I want to be the one that makes the big difference. I want to be the one that, makes the impact. Um, but honestly, just listening to this phone call and, and hearing Keith and Jamie and how proud they are of, you know, us three young guns, I would probably say that, that they are so much more proud of what they're seeing us do now than they ever were of the ministry success um, that they had back in the days when we were in their youth ministry. And so for me, I think it's just killing the pride of having the de- desire to be the one that makes the big impact. Because if, you, if, if that's what you're focused on, you can't focus on leaving a legacy in a student or in a leader because that's a distraction away from the, the potential impact that you're going to have. And so when we're so prideful and focused on ourselves, we don't have time to, to leave a legacy in somebody else. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we can make in ministry. And so once you can really kill that, that pride and realize that, man, one of the biggest impacts you could have is in that one student. You know, I've got one student in my youth ministry right now um, that just blows me away every single time I have a, a conversation with him, every single time he's up at the church, because he's just got such a servant mentality and he's such a dreamer and he's, there's, there's sky's the limit for this guy. And... I feel like he's been put in my life that God's put in my life to, to show me that, man, the biggest impact I could ever make would possibly be the legacy that I leave in this guy. And so, man, I, I think if you're, if you're in your youth ministry right now and your main thought is how can I write this amazing sermon that's going to blast me into my ministry success or what big event can I put on to blast me into my ministry success, um, I would tell you to, to check your motives and realize that the biggest ministry that you're going to make, just like Heath has been saying, and Jamie is, is being close to your students and impacting them in a way that your legacy continues on um, in them. So, man, I think that's what I've learned uh, through Heath and Jamie, and, and I, I hope that's something that I've been able to pass on to the, to the people behind me. That's, that's awesome. Um, Heath, let's come to you. Uh, so at what point, you know, at what point do you kind of say, Man, I've seen I've seen legacy get passed on to me. 
was there like a point uh, where you kind of began to say, I think I have the opportunity now to leave a pretty significant legacy in some of these, these guys. And what was that like? And uh, what, what advice would you give to some of the, the young guys coming up? You know, I don't know if there's ever really a moment that just kind of stood out to me there. Uh, again, it's just kind of one of those things where it was what was imparted in me and I felt like I needed to pass it on. And so, um, you know, again, it's just when it, when it comes to youth ministry, it's it's just always always going to be about getting in the trenches. And, you know, because I, I, I can remember probably in like my, my third or fourth year in ministry, I think, you know, Cameron may have just been junior or senior. And, you know, I always joke when Tank Cameron interned underneath me for a little bit, Cameron really got to see my humanity. Uh, so it was one of those things where I was kind of going through a difficult season, but I was—I think it was in that moment with Cameron that I was starting to realize that this is what youth ministry is all about. Uh, because, you know, when you first get into it, uh, man, yeah, you want to have the coolest youth ministry out there, man. You want to do all the creative things. You go to all these different conferences, and you see all these cool youth ministries around the nation just doing, like, just unbelievable things. You're like, man, I can... I have the resources, I have the ability, I have the creativity to do that same thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, kids, yeah, they, they think it's cool, but they really don't like it. I mean, it, it doesn't really leave that lasting impact. But when I saw Cameron, you know, go on to do, do great things at VSL and then really now kill it at, um, at, at where he's at right now at Victory, it's just like, okay, that was that moment I realized, okay, this is what it's about right here. This is when... This is what you need to do in youth ministry. Uh, you may not ever have the biggest youth ministry. You may not have the coolest and the most creative ministry, but if you're getting in the trenches every single day, then that's the thing that really matters. Yeah, that's great. Jamie, let's, uh, let's turn it over to you. And, uh, you know, same, same thing. Was there a moment, have there been moments when you're like, I, now I, I'm able to leave a pretty significant legacy to some people, and what advice would you give? You know, now you're a lead pastor. Um, so looking out the, the landscape of youth ministry um, as a different perspective as a lead guy um, and, and having done it for so long and, and leaving legacy and seeing these guys raise up, what, what were those moments like, and what advice would you give to some of the young leaders coming up? Well, let me just, uh, you know, Cameron said it, you know, and he hit the nail on the head. You know, you, you hit a point where you enjoy seeing that people that came up after you do do better than you did. And, and I mean, there's, there's just so much fulfillment in that. And, again, I go back to, and I think that's been the theme of this whole conference call, is the fact that you know, how many people just don't stay long enough to, to really, really, I mean, you know, You'll always, every leader has influence to an extent, but when you really stay someplace long-term, man, the fulfillment that comes from seeing people uh, keep going, you know, and that, that um, you know, don't even remember my name. You know, I'll just take it from Heath. Heath has just done so much more with that student ministry than I could have ever dreamed. And they don't even know my name. Uh, but, you know, I can sit back from this perspective and go, hey, you know, Heath is, is, is a product of, of – um, of time spent and, and relational time spent and, and people are still reaping, uh, reaping that benefit. So again, going back to what Cameron said, yeah, it is so much better uh, on this side of it looking back. You know, I, let me let me also kind of touch on what he said there too, and I think this goes along with what you're asking. Uh, I I am jealous of all these guys because they're still doing something that I love, but, but on the flip side, I I admire them. I'll just be honest with you. The things that they have to face in student ministries, I could have never fathomed when I was doing it. Um, and I'm not just talking about talks on uh, purity and, and sexuality. I'm just talking about culture in general. You know, I, I started in, I was joking with somebody the other day, late 90s, you know, if our group had a band, that puts you in like the top 5% of, of groups out there, you know. And then if you got a logo, that was kind of on another thing. And, and uh, you know, I was in the days when people started using video clips, and that was totally cutting edge, you know. And um, I, I, I laugh at that, but listen, today, uh, cool is not enough. 
and I, I think these guys would agree with that. You you still have to be relevant, but I don't know that that's enough anymore. So so what is the result? And Ryan, you and I obviously being around Jeannie Mayo for for so long. Um, at the end of the day, we're only going to impact this culture. We're only going to produce a leg- legacy if we will just roll up our sleeves and get down into the dirt uh, and, 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 and be with people. Um, as a youth man, in fact, I was, I was talking to a youth pastor this morning at another church. He was kind of asking, you know, what should he be doing? And I, I said, listen, man, go be in the schools. Go live there. I mean, I know I was back in the day when all you had to do was kind of, you know, wave at the secretary when you walked in. Now security is, is in schools are so much more. But there's an avenue there. Go and be with these students. Go through their struggles. Feel it. Um, and you know, again, because being cool is 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 man, it's it's um it's, it's a moving target. And I just again, I I don't know that it's enough anymore. In fact, I think I heard Andy Andy Stanley say it one time when they were starting uh, his church, um, he, he said, you know, in those days we just had lights and, and smoke, and, and that was cool. He said, now everybody has lights and smoke, and you've got to find what God called you to do. I think in today's culture to produce legacy, I think it's more important than ever to find out who you are and what God has called you to be, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, get as comfortable with that as you possibly can, you cannot, you can only emulate successful youth ministries to a point, but at the end of the day, if the legacy is going to stand, it's going to stand and it's going to stay because you did what God called you to do and you did it with the best of your ability. And, uh, again, so proud of these guys and, 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 and um, what God is going to do in and through them. And, again, I, I've already said it, but, man, put 10 years on these guys if the Lord tarries. I, I, am, I am just excited to see uh, what God is going to do. And all of these guys will tell you, I can hear it in their voices, the maturity is there, the language is there. Uh, I, I've watched these guys, some up close, some from a distance. Um, man, there's there's just a uh, intensity about what God has called them to do. And if they'll stick with it, I, I, it's going to be amazing to see what God does. Well, guys, uh, man, we could talk all day long and just continue to unpack this story. But uh, it's just been such an honor to be with you guys and to just continue this, this dialogue, continue this relationship. And so, uh, man, incredible just the, the depth of leadership, um, not just like, like Heath was saying, it's not just about raising up pastors, but raising up great military leaders and doctors and lawyers and wives and husbands and, and parents and just raising that up, but um, having the ability to stick it out, to get into people's lives long enough that you make a big impact. And um, I love what uh, Abdiel was saying. I don't even remember exactly where we were at or what was going on, but I remember what was said. And uh, there's so many times I know uh, I've talked to Philip about his investment in some of our current interns that so many of them have said, man, I, uh, they, they talk about what Philip has told them or said to them. And Philip is like, I don't even remember that. And um, I, I would wonder if Heath even remembers telling uh, Abdiel that, you know, and um, there's just so many of those moments over, you know, lunch or a slice of pizza where you're just in somebody's life long enough to, to help them. And, and the other thing too, I, I love uh, Heath's vulnerability talking about how when, Cameron was coming up and, and working with him that he was, he was kind of going through a hard time in his own life, but again, sticking it out and coming out the other side of that and learning and growing. And um, guys, I, I'm so thankful for your time. I know all you guys are busy and got other things to do. And so I really appreciate it. Um, I hope that this, this episode has been helpful to you. Uh, we will have some follow-up on our website, yproundtable.com. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this with a friend, and we look forward to talking to you again uh, next month.